welcome back to another season of Queendom Talks. This is season two, and I am so thankful to be back. Um, I want to tell you all, thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. I'm really excited about what this season has in store. I'm excited to share that with you all. But you know how we do it. I am your host, Kenya B., and this is our safe place to discuss all of the things that we experience in our queendoms. We won't always agree, but we will laugh, cry, and grow together. And today I am so excited, one, because we're starting a new season, and two, because I have a special guest <laughs> here with us today. Um, season two, I wanted to give you all something a little different. I feel like last season we heard from some amazing queens who were vulnerable, who shared their stories, their faith walks, their experiences. And I feel like we learned from them. But this season, I was like, mm, let's hear from the men. Let's hear their perspective. Let's see what they're experiencing in their walks, in their kingdoms. And so I was like, who can I have on to kick off season two who can I have on? Who can I bring on as, that has a voice that's living in their authentic and true self? And so today, I would like to introduce you all to my big brother, uh, my friend, a great leader in and out of his home, in his community. And he is truly who he say he is. That is my brother, Ivory Evans, a.k.a. Buck, a.k.a. Zilla. Oh, my How God. I've been doing? waiting to just talk since you started. I've been wanting to add Lil so bad, but I was holding you doing so good. What's up, sis? Hey, brother. How are you doing? Man, I feel absolutely amazing. Thank you for stopping by the queendom. Thank you, man, I, I feel very empowered. As soon as I came in the doors, I just feel like empowered to be free. Just do like you? We do. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, you know sure. how we do it. I do. You We're know gonna- what? And I want to say congratulations, seriously, okay. to season two. That yeah. means a new, um, a continuous of uh, non contradicting belief. Man, That's right. you made the leap. I did. Uh, and uh, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Now, I know we know each other, we have history. Absolutely. Um, Something that I like to do with all my guests before we even dive into who they are and their stories, I like to do what's a check-in. Sure. I want to know how you're doing spiritually. I want to know how you're doing mentally and emotionally. Right. How are you doing? Thank you for that. Um, spiritually, I'm, um, I'm A1. I'm super uh, grounded in the moment mm. and uh, just aware of myself. And that's just, I'm talking about breath in my body. I won't go any further than that. Okay, and, okay. Uh, sometimes when we do, we confuse some things. So yeah. definitely aware of who I am. Okay. Uh, mentally, I'm, uh, I'm I'm strong as well, you know, because I have a mind that works. It's either we we all or none. Okay. So I'm, uh, <laughs> fo- I'm in a focus season right okay. now. Emotionally, I was explaining to, you know, your good husband, man, before we got here. Emotionally, I'm kind of, eh, you know, because yeah. I'm in transition. I get it. And so I, I give myself... Uh, you know, maybe a, a B minus emotionally right now. Yeah. 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 B minus. That's good. Yeah. That's good that you acknowledge and you know where you are. Oh, so that sure. means that you've been doing these check ins with yourself I'm before about, somebody asked you because you, you, yeah. you came with it. And yes. And then also the power surrounding 
Like I know where I'm coming. Like this is a release. This is a worship for us. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the intent that Queendom Talk says. Though you know where you're coming. You know that's what right. you stands for outside of this being recorded. So we better govern ourselves. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. So, so it would be unfair for me to ask you without me telling you how I am. Please. Spiritually, I feel like I'm in a transition. Mm. You know how you said you were emotionally a B minus? I say I'm probably a B minus right now. Okay. Spiritually. Sure. Not in my faith, because I know who God is. Right. It's more so that I'm having to apply that faith in different areas of my life. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that's where it gets, okay. Right. You believe it, you say it. Sure. Let me see you push it and grow it. So I can see you elevate in other areas. Yeah. Um, so that's where I am. Uh, mentally, I'm great. Mentally, I'm good. Mentally, I'm clear. I'm clear of mine. Emotionally, I think emotionally, I am at my best that I've been in a very long time. That is real good, for sure. I'm in control of my emotions. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. yeah. I and mean, me knowing you, I'm saying that's, that's what I was waiting on to yeah. see how you are there. Yeah. Uh, because of just how, you know, naturally... Uh, you know, strong you are. Yeah. yeah. But emotionally, I am really good. I I feel like I'm at another level. Good. I've been tested. You know, sometimes, even in work, it can be emotional. Yeah. But somebody has to be level-headed. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's time <laughs> 10 for you because the level, seriously, this yeah. is us talking just like we're on the phone. Yeah. The level of service yeah. that this woman provides, she adds that extra I want this to happen like this. That's so right. that could be added pressure just because of the level that's of service right. that you that's uh, right. depict. So that's what's up. I know you know because we worked together on some transactions, Absolutely. several transactions. Yeah. Outside of you being my brother, we've actually done business Absolutely. together. So you know how I am when it comes I to do. my business. So I yeah. Do. So I appreciate that. Thank you. So that's where I am. I'm glad we have got that out the way. We yes, know where each other are. Um, so if you had to describe yourself to a group of people mm-hmm. who didn't know who you are as a man today. Mm-hmm. They say, Buck, who are you? How would you describe yourself? Man, that is good. I love this. <laughs> I love challenging questions. <laughs> you know, it'd be the simple ones that are so challenging. So I would I would always start off with, because of who I am today, I consider somewhat my physical, because mm-hmm. people are visuals first. So I would start off with something as such as, like, explaining I'm a bond servant. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would say that servant bond, and I would put myself in that position because a lot of brothers that look, you know, like me, um, talk like me, stand like me, you know, kick off a different aura and energy. Mm. So fear can be uh, uh, a disconnecting factor. So mm-hmm. to remove all of that, I would say something like I'm a bond servant here, uh, just the flow in life. You know, you don't get it, you just let it. And then I would just, of course, somebody's going to say, oh, what does that mean? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would just say something like that just to kill the tension. And, uh, man, I'm a, I'm just a universal soul, man, on my own personal mission, you know? Hey, so I have to ask you something about sure. that. You said someone that looks like you, mm-hmm. you feel like their spirit automatically related to your presence as a man, as a black man. Where, where do you feel that fear? Where is, where is that coming from? Right. So I don't want to... Fear in addition to other things. Yeah. It could be fear. It could be um, jealousy. It can be assumptions. It can be attached to anything because I am a very vibrant being. And I'm vibrant for a reason because my confidence. Hmm. So as, oh, wait a minute. It's your what? Godfidence, okay. for sure. Okay, I just want to yeah. make sure we didn't skip over that. Okay, go ahead. Yes, <laughs> so I'm very me. And it's also a uh, defense mechanism 
because it helps me weed out, like, where do I furthermore want to explain what I'm explaining to you here, mm -hmm. right? So this fear may come in because, you know, I do have uh, respectful tattoos on my body, you know, and I may have, you know, be, just finished working out with my shirt off, you know, hollering and screaming because we go to war and they're just to live life in the most peaceful state, right? Yeah. So I try to narrow down any negative assumptions that most people have, which we all shouldn't, but we do. So, so I would you, say something So you go into yeah. trying to disarm someone and make them comfortable. It's not necessarily just them. It's the environment. Mm. Because this one may speak up and say this for them, but seven others may be feeling it. So I don't care who does it, especially the one that may do it in an abrupt, rude way because they may assume that I'm coming in to hit. Mm -hmm. So that's the one I need to speak with first and surrender unto in this space just to get some understanding. Mm. So it's definitely a soft approach, whatever I'm going to say I am. Okay, that's, that's really good. We're going to yeah. dive into that and what got you to that point and how sure. long you've been there or what even made you be conscious or aware of that. Because a lot of times we're moving through life. You've been Absolutely. bucked for how long? Yeah, I'm 43 this year. You've been bucked for 43 years. Sure. You've yeah. been confident. You've been sure. You've been moving in the same confidence this that's whole right. time. But for you to be present enough and aware enough to know that, hey— let me change my approach. Let me right. enter into this environment in a right. different way. I definitely want to dive into that. Um, so, Buck, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How did you grow up? Tell me. Right, for sure. Well, I'm from Dallas, for sure. Uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, homegrown. Never lived anywhere else. Okay. have two beautiful sisters, which are my best friends. They today. are beautiful, um, and I love them. Um, I love you, Ebo and Courtney, you mm -hmm. know, Sunshine. Um, yes, sir. Um, and Courtney and Sunshine. Sorry about that. Um, and it was just us three, and my mom and my dad. So, inner city, grew up. Um, what, what high school? I went to Cedar Hill. That's why I want to tell you my transition. Hill. So, yeah, I went to Daniel Webster. Uh, my mom found us a house um, in the woods, which okay. is borderline, you know, Cedar Hill, Dallas. So, I went to Cedar Hill. Uh, you know, throughout, and I and I and I'm glad I did. You glad sure. you did. You glad yeah. you made that. Definitely, you yeah. Think because your life would have been different had oh, you not. Oh man, for sure, it was a culture shock. It was probably you know I would say seventy, you know, percent, you know, Caucasian, you know, maybe, you know, ten percent, you know, Hispanic, and then mm. you know we held down the rest. Okay. At that time, so yeah. it was a culture shock. Yeah. And uh, it got me out of comfort zone. You know, looking mm. and talking to people that look like me. You yeah. Know? Sure. Yeah, well, that's good. So you say you were, the, so you're the only son. I am. You're in the middle, right? Yep. You're in the middle. Two parent household. Yeah, yeah. I love your parents. Man. I do. They love you too. Man, I, I, real. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, I know we've had this conversation about your parents. Yeah. At least about your dad. I've never told him, so you make sure he hears this. Okay, for sure. We call his dad Big E. We call Buck's dad Big E. Yep. Big E has a special place in my heart. Just because of the energy that he moves in. Absolutely. Um, he reminds me a lot of my dad's dad. He reminds me of my grandfather. Yep. They're not making them like them <laughs> no more. They're, built different uh, they for sure. They built very different, yeah. you know. Very, very raw. Very convicting spirits. Hey, yeah. They will whoop you yeah. and pray for you after the they whoop time, you. Man. You know, they're, yep. they're very loving, very passionate. Passionate. 
They love their family, but yeah. they do not mind any confrontation. They're not running from any confrontation at all. Man, they, you know, they're facing it head that's, on. That's one of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> my dad, he just turned, uh, he's a Leo, so he just uh, had another birthday. He turned wow. 66. Okay. And uh, so Courtney was like, hey, you know, in the group, you know, uh, text, just say some, uh, you know, dad's favorite saying, which I remember. <laughs> and uh, one of mine is always, man, uh, <laughs> he'd be like, yeah. Yeah, MF, you better hit something that don't hit back. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> people get the random raging, yeah. hitting on hitting on lockers, hitting on walls and stuff like that. Yeah. But he just that kind of guy, man. Yeah. And um, but he's a yeah. uh, but it's all you know, um, grounded in his passion. That's right. For what his belief really is, and like none of that's necessary to get that's where right. we're going. You know. Yeah. I, so I love that you make sure you let him know how much I love sure him will. and how much he blesses me from afar. Yeah. Just his presence. Sure. You know, it's very familiar. Yeah. It's something that I miss. And, you know, so let him know he means a I lot. sure will. And I cannot talk about your dad without talking about your mom. Man, the most compassionate soul I know. She is one of the sweetest people. For sure. Like, her spirit yeah. to her core. Yeah. You know, you can be in the presence of good people. You know, oh, they're good. Yeah. But just, like, a genuine, sweet person, man. that's definitely your mom. For sure, man. Definitely. I tell everybody, like, everybody think we get our cool from my dad, uh, but it's from my mom, yeah, man, because yeah. compassionate, being compassionate is the most coolest thing you can ever be, That's man. Right. So shout out, mom. Love you, honey. So how was it growing up? So you, okay, so let's set the table. So mm-hmm. it was three of you, two sisters. Correct. And you're, you have a two-parent household. Yeah. Is that what you're seeing in your friends? When you were growing up, did your friends come from two-parent households? Um, not the majority of us. And being in a, a of course, two-parent household is... Is definitely a benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we did, and yet as we did, it was just like it was. It was definitely dominant estrogen there. It was just estrogen all over the house, yeah. right? And yeah. so with my dad being my dad, uh, he raised me to you know offset this, protect <laughs> yeah. this estrogen at all costs, yeah. but offset yeah. it with you know some masculinity, some testosterone in yeah. this thing. So. Yeah. It was it was a good mixture of everything and a lot of sacrifice because uh, you know there it was majority women for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. good. So, with that being said, you mm-hmm. have a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite episodes of your podcast is when your dad interviews you. Yeah. Now you just said how your dad made sure y'all had that masculine energy flowing. Right. But one of the things he said in this episode, he said, "Y'all, he always made sure that y'all were affectionate toward each other." Yeah, that he was affectionate sure. towards you. He wouldn't care if your friends was over there. Absolutely. What he would say? What would he yeah, do? Yeah, man, my dad would make me, I would hug and, and have to kiss my dad. <laughs> and then, like, seriously, so if anybody said anything about this transaction, then he will, in, in a playful way, um, be very bullying and aggressively hugging him. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, shut up, I'll make you sit in my lap. Just yeah. on some ego, just to bust down that uh, narrative that, you know, you cannot be uh, affectionate because you are you're a man. You yeah. know, um, definitely hetero energy is the only thing that we have and represent over there. So anything outside of that, you need just uh, he has his own way of busting that down. Yeah, yeah I so, love that. I go. love that. Growing up, how did you feel about that? Um, I, I had no choice but to feel that way yeah. because like this this passionate and dominant convicting spirit. This is what governed me, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm thankful for that because. When you're working on your fellowship, right? I don't, I don't give a damn what kind of leader you say you are. If you hmm. don't work on your fellowship and understand how to remember, submit to these environments and the laws of the land, whatever anybody got going on, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, um, you're going to take some detours. Yeah. I don't want to say you're not going to end up where you're supposed to be, but you'll take some detours. So yeah. 
I had no choice. And actually, in my heart and my soul, I didn't want another choice. Yeah. Because I seen the benefits of, you know, other people not getting yeah. this, what I got. So it was real cool. It felt good. Yeah. It felt good. Yep. I just, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Do you, do you think that impacted your relationship with men today? Absolutely. Um, and that's why I take a more aggressive approach, just like my father. Um, um, but I take aggressive approach in environments and conversations that head to where I'm going. Like my dad was just a uh, neighborhood, you mm-hmm. know, so we're football games, this, we're opinion over politics, that. I narrow all that down based on, you know, everybody being a better man, you know, what goals you got, physical, spiritually, mentally, and uh, what brings you pure joy. So I'm that same type of aggressive in these areas because always the one that refrains most wins in those. That's right. On the other side, man, you know, uh, I just seen I seen my dad win in a lot of areas on that side yeah. just to get the point across. Yeah. You know. So talking about your dad and your mom and yeah. what you've seen, what did love look like to you? Like, what was that relationship? Their interaction, like from your perspective as a child, what right. did, what kind of foundation did they lay of love for right. you? Right. Um, what they exhibited to us was the importance of loyalty. Mm. And that that goes two ways when, you know, you have just like I'm a parent, you're a parent, um, your husband is Everybody's just trying to figure this out, right? Yeah. yeah. So at a young age, which I think from them leaving Cleveland, Ohio, blindly with Ebony only for more opportunity, all family, all friends to come down here and figure it out. That's getting out. of See, that's what I feel I was birthed into, mm. that jumping from one state all the way just you, you know, your wife and your daughter to go figure it out because you want more, right? Yeah. So in that, I thought breeds for some type of loyalty and commitment to what we said we came down here for. So just them interacting with each other, they always exhibited, even arguing, loyalty, yeah. you know? Um, and it looked like my dad, being my dad, he's a, a you know, like you say, Big E, he's a very... Um, I would say, what do we say, Pops? He's charismatic. Yes, he is. Outspoken. And then my mom is a little small, just sweet little button, right? And so, um, but she's she's her in her own ways too. So seeing that gel and mesh from a, a divine masculine to a divine feminine, from yeah. what I understand now, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, you know? that's really cool. That's really good. I didn't know they left Ohio For to sure. come down here. Yep. Wow. And just them and Ebony. And then I was born... And 80, you know, a few years after. So. Wow, that's good. Yep. That says they were already married. They were 19. Yeah, they got they married up there and they married. came on down here because yeah. of Ebony. Yeah. Yep. So they were already married. And so her commitment to her husband, he said, let's go. Let's, right. let's, this is going to be better. You know, that speaks a lot. Right. And then even as we're flowing, because we talk, her commitment to love, right? Yes. Because, you know, that's, that's, that's big. You know, my mom's <laughs> commitment to love, because when we attach it to that husband or that wife, they can disappoint yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we we That's lose right. sight of the main purpose that we are here to grow it within ourselves with this commitment of what we think love is. Yeah. And we share that space with somebody who understands the ups and downs that come with that thing. Her commitment to love. Yeah, because if it was a commitment to him, she'll tell you she would left his you. ass. Yes. You know, yes. for sure. Yes. And even us as men, we got to understand that yeah. too. Like, you know. Uh, I just think that a beautiful woman is added to our life to help us understand and practice more self-control. Yeah. Can't nothing stop us from doing what we want to do. Yeah. You know? Something else that your dad said that he's been very vocal about that he doesn't shy away from Mm -hmm. was his drug addiction. Yeah, for sure. 
do you know or do you remember how old you were when you found out your dad was addicted to drugs? Uh, I would say not how old, but I remember eight and nine is a good pivotal transitioning year for me and understanding what was really going on. How has that or how did that impact you as a young man growing up? Um, young man growing up, it allowed me to hop on the side of uh, feminine and my mom, compassionate energy, mm -hmm. you know, side when it's time to, you know, handle situations. So my dad's my life. You're my hero, right? Yeah. Football, chess, boxing, and we're doing all the stuff we're doing. And then now my hero, you know, which, which I mean, I was with my dad at all times, no yeah. matter what he was doing. Just figure it out, right? You with me. You good. So I'm with him all the time. And then when I see my hero, which is guiding me to the light, right, to, to God. Yeah. And shout out to my parents because my parents said that, like, we just had, had y'all to give y'all back to love, to give y'all back mm. to God. So... That's why they raised us so like they did, which is it's deemed to be radical, but it's just honest. Yeah. You know? So anyway, back to that. I was with him. Then to see my hero, you know, start doing some of the things outside of what his word was true, like, and become, you know, a zero at some point because now you're hurting the household. Now you're hurting the fam. Now I see my mom mad, crying, and I'm and I'm raised to protect her and my sisters at all costs, yeah. even against him yeah. if he's not in the, you know, so this is where we're at, eight or nine. And yet, um, to see that um, go to a zero, to come back to be a double hero, hmm. because he told me that this is in all of us, and this is the same thing that is in you, son, I see it. And the minute you try to attack this thing like I did, yeah, it's going to be twice the fool I was, you know, yeah. because I only survived by the grace of God yeah. to tell you what not to do. So all that came out, yeah. and my love is attached to that. Yeah. And that's why it's so confusing for so many when, like, some of the BS that people do uh, say or, or, or may even exhibit, can you? Like, it don't, it don't hurt me that much because I know the end result of what real love is. And what I hear you say is this. You have the compassion. You've seen that compassion Man. and dedication and commitment from love aspect from your mom. And you also got to see the outcome of that, right. the win on the end. You seen her being committed to love, right. her compassion, her dedication right. to love, right. to be able to stand next to your father, to be able to go through the storm with your father. Right. And then you see, hey, the outcome of that. Absolutely. But I would like to say this in today's word. Their commitment to what they thought yeah. love was at that moment because that was some toxic shit. It was. You know, yeah. so... We in, in this day, we can say this with our shoulders dropping, yeah. understanding, because they will say it louder than than I'm saying it for yeah. themselves. Right. Yeah. So to say in the position of what they thought love was at that moment um, is key because now we get to unveil and break those cycles with our kids because we know mm -hmm. that this is not what love is. We yeah. are loyal, but now we were loyal to a fault in some areas, you know, which had to lead to this, you know, beautiful masterpiece of us. But. Nah, loyalty can be loyalty to a fault. How has that viewpoint or that experience or watching them express love to their to their understanding, mm -hmm. what did that teach you about love? Like, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Sure. You did get married. You yeah. were married to my sister, and I love her dearly. For sure you do. And I'm going to cover her. Absolutely, so you, you were, do. Y'all got married at how old? Um, we were 25. That's young. Absolutely it was. How long were y'all married? Um, 16 years. 16 years. Yep. Your viewpoint and what you've seen, 
How did that impact you going into a marriage at 25? Right. Um, that's a great, great, great question. So to death do us part means something totally different when some of the things that hit our household personally, uh, we were blessed to overcome because most people don't. So when I'm saying I'm married or, or this is when I have a best friend, a male friend from third grade and you're my best friend, then it's my job to, you know, be your best friend for the rest of your life. Cause that's my commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's times 10 when it's this woman of my understanding I'm supposed to share life with. Yeah. So it's magnet magnified. Right. Um, and, you know, you go to war in this in this uh, space and I'm, I'm with that, you know, and I wore it much as I could based on my belief in love. Yeah. 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 So your love, your viewpoint at 25 and your mm-hmm. viewpoint of love at 43. Right. There's a big window there. Absolutely. There had to be some growth. Yeah. There had to be some different kind of understanding. And I think that growth not only came from, you know, what you've experienced, but you also got to experience love from a different way. You're a father now. Right. Love it. So what kind of love did that bring about? How did you view love from that perspective, being a father? When when you had Shiloh, right. what was that love like? How um, did that open you up to love? Logically, it made me more serious about, you know, about life in some areas. Mm. Um, and, and I think that most men, I want to be the vote this season two, right? Okay, come on, yeah. So most men, you know, um, from my understanding, we our responsibilities tap into our discipline. And then once we tap into our discipline, sometimes you do have to just hit shit in the mouth. Mm. You know, you don't have time to meander around. And what that does is that makes us sometimes seem emotionless. And when we have so many more responsibilities, now I'm married, okay? My wife, I had to protect her. Um, coming back to protecting versus being jealous, that's two totally different things. Is that something that you battle with? Um, I used to without the yeah. understanding. Like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm jealous of nothing. I'm a protect over everything I believe in. That's at 43. That's at 43, That's 43-year-old sure. book yeah, talking. for sure. But 25-year-old book. Oh, man, you know, like, um, she, my ex-wife, is a beautiful being. She she's always very beautiful. Been. I mean, yeah, just, she is. She's, uh, she is. You know, yeah. she's physically blessed. Yeah. And so in that, nah, I wasn't, that wasn't taught. So my my protection um, in, in this, in, I would say in deceit and in confused situations could seem like it'd be jealous. But it's not. It's protection. But then once it gets to a point where I'm just going to stand on business, then, you know, I'm 25. I'm not talking about nothing else, right? <laughs> you ready to just go. Yeah, I'm ready to, you know, once again, logically, nah, this is my wife and my wife based on my traditions, my belief, my, the reason why we didn't get married, we didn't have any kids, yeah. uh, nobody forced us to, but I knew that I wanted to give a shot at doing some life with her just based on, I seen the end result with no consideration of what it takes for someone to have a space to uh, deal with their inner whatever the you know it mm-hmm. is you know so yeah. I just kind of hey man finish line this high school yeah come on with it we can do this yeah you know? yeah so. yeah are you still open to love today absolutely I'm do only you want, love do you want to be married again I won't say at this moment you know yeah um, because it's still some things attached to that word for me I'm saying when I say hey you know Mrs So and So would you please, you know, take my hand and, you know, marry me, walk through the sand and all this cool yeah. stuff, right? Well, see, in that moment, like, because of the spiritual, you know, union and commitment to what I believe marriage is, at that moment, we become one. 
you know, and we become one. And as we go towards this ceremony or outward expression for what we committed to in our souls, because marriage is a soul to soul. Hmm. The legalities of this paper, is some business behind that. Trust me, I know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah, what I'm saying, you know, and of course I would want to honor that queen and give her whatever she desires within the, uh, the emotional uh, boundaries of what I'm willing to go through. But now, nah, mom, like once you marry, once you marry, that's that's a commitment in, in spirit and in, in soul. You let's, know? let's talk about marriage. Let, let's right. stay here for a second. You know, I was listening to something. I was listening to someone talk. It was actually um, Sarita Jakes. Okay. And I'm not quoting her right. I'm not going to go word for word. Right. But what I took away from it, she I don't even remember the point that she was trying to make, but she was talking about marriage vows. Mm-hmm. It says, like, love, honor, respect, obey. Yeah. And she was saying, you know, people have moved away to writing their own vows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those vows are attached to maybe physical things, maybe how you feel at Mm -hmm. the time. But the foundation of what you're saying doesn't attach to those traditional words. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you know, maybe that's why people are quick to walk away because they're they're taking an oath saying words that they've created. Right. And I can understand and respect what she was saying. Mm-hmm. But my question would be, what make these vows that everyone's required to say or that traditionally they have said to love, honor, obey, what right. make those the vows for every for yeah, every for union? Everybody. Yeah, I think um I will add to the principle of what these vows, you know, are supposed to mean. Just like in taking it out of, like I like to take it out of the marriage because it's so emotional, but mm-hmm. if we give it a different, you know, uh, aspect or a different analogy. Say the Ten Commandments, okay? Okay. All right. Talking, yeah, so the Ten Commandments talk. are um, uh, ten things that we should just consider to be aware of self, okay? So take the Ten Commandments and now let's tie it into life's golden rule, right? Life's golden rule is treat others the way you want to be, the treated. way you desire to yeah. be treated. So now I have these principal ten things here that I should understand. The root of these, this means to me. You know, don't kill my brother because I won't want somebody to kill my mm-hmm. brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't adultery. You know, steal. All these things are just self-awareness things that we should look into the mirror and stand firm on because we come over to the golden rule. Just treat others how you... So what happens is when I feel like you make up your own outside of the principles of what they stand for, now it's still a self-preserving, you know, type bond in this thing that the spirit doesn't preserve itself. Nature does. Naturally, yes, number one. But the spirit dies for one another just so it may keep giving it away. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm understanding you. We sure. just, we just going to talk. And you know, we're good. Buck and I are good for having right. a good debate. We'll go back and forth, and we still going to love each other Absolutely. and walk away with it. So are you telling me that those vows, those traditional vows hold weight? The principles of? The principle. Not necessarily the words, but the right. principle, the foundation, right. what they stand for. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like I was saying, whatever vows you say, usually you get it from the Torah, Quran, yeah. or the Bible. Yeah. Whatever it is, what is the principle in what you're saying? So sometimes when we add or take away from those principles, because we don't know what is obey me, obey you as a woman, obey me as a man, or do we collectively obey what we say we b- believe in, you know, or the road too? That's what I'm saying. So let me ask you this. Yeah. 25-year-old book. Right. 
did y'all discuss the vows and what those vows meant? We went to marriage counseling and we uh, we took a you know in depth dive, but you only can receive as much as you are. Your knowledge so, at that time. Yeah, twenty five in a very young and emotional state of life. You know, and fear operating, you know, uh, living, I'm surviving, not even considering that we're just trying to survive to yeah. get established. Yeah. That's a lot at a young age. So I would say, nah, based on what I knew to be true, marriage was on the other side of bullshit. And based on which, nah, we just went in like that. Yep. So 43-year-old book, uh-huh. when you hear that love, honor, and obey. Yeah. Lord's will, whatever the future holds. Right. If there comes a day where another woman walks into your life and you want her to take those vows with you. Yes, ma'am. What does that conversation look like on those vows? Right. On far as what it takes from What you. is your belief in those vows? What All when right. they say obey, what does obey look like to you? Right. I have to obey what God says my true power is as a man to help this true powerful woman. Um I mean just this woman that she is true power, she is a, a female, yeah. right? Yeah. And in this I have to obey the parameters of what we say, loyalty, respect, honor, trust, communication, whatever we form under these basic principles. Hey, do we want to be happy or do we want to be right? <laughs> say it again. Uh, so do you I'm be doing what? this to be happy, <laughs> okay. right, for the rest of my life yeah. with you. And I have to know that you have a personal journey with God. I have a personal journey. And what's to come, I don't know. But whatever it is, if I'm authentic, because I would say um, honesty is my Truth is my love language. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody, just tell me the truth, and we can all make some you can decisions. Work, you can work from there. So yeah, you tell me the truth. That's the success. So if we, if we say, "Oh man, truth turns me on." You're so beautiful when you tell me, and vice versa. You let me tell. We can work through anything now yeah. because the ego is not welcoming up. So know? that obeys. From what I'm hearing, you mm-hmm. say that obey goes both ways. Hell yeah, it does, man. She obeys and respects you, and what we submit one to, to another. One to another. Like, okay. The submission and is that is both of us submitting to that woman has an individual path without me coming in. So only thing I'm going to do is my friend because love does not like to see the people that they love hurt. Hmm. If somebody right. wants to That's see right. you hurt all the time, I want you to you know challenge your belief in love. Yeah. So how can I remove the obstacles from my friend? To not see her for the rest of her life and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. So, just to make sure we're on the same page. You know, I like for every mind to be clear, to get a clear <laughs> understanding. For sure. We're not necessarily saying that you have to take those vows. But what, we, what you are saying is let's just have some principle and a foundation and understanding what right. these vows, whatever vows we take, let's right. be committed to whatever that foundation is. Right. And so maybe that's the same thing that Sarita Jace was saying. Maybe so. Well, I, I think if we just say, hey, what is Bucks and his future wife conception of love first? What is it individually? And of course, you know, now we're talking collectively. What is our conception of family, of where we're headed, our dreams and goals? Because that has to exceed the belief. Something we haven't said is spiritually. Right. You know, we both okay, so let me let let me set the page. I'm very comfortable with Buck and we're talking because we do know, so I do want to give everybody some clarity and some context. Buck and I met probably what 14 or 15 years ago. Sure. And we met through church. Yep. We met at church. Yep. Uh, yes. And so let's bring it back there. You know, in church growing up, we always heard about this marrying and being equally yoked. For sure. When you heard that in church, what did that mean to you? And what does it mean to you today? 
Right. So equally yoked back then meant, um, you know, we're going to be so compatible in all areas of life that we were able to stand the test of time and where I'm supposed to defend, you're supposed to defend. That's what that meant to where, you back Yeah, then? equally yoked. Yeah, for sure. Where I'm supposed to defend, you're supposed to defend because it, it makes, when you put equal in there, it already creates some division to most of us coming up. It just did. So it's like you're equally um, a people's person like I am or you're equally um, wanting to serve like I serve or you're equally... Uh, you know, sound and in, in, in how you carry yourself, how you look and all this kind of stuff. It was everything outside of what I know it to be true now. Shout out to E and Honey because they taught you some stuff. That, oh, listen, when I was hearing that equally right. yoke, that means you need to marry somebody that's Church of Christ. You need to marry somebody. Uh, yeah, that, so going, that, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. perspective. For sure. That's the perspective. That's that I was taught. Under that. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you love my dad because you made my dad at the point of, man, <laughs> from any system, like my dad yeah. would go in, but you, he's a show me guy. Yeah. And I am as well. And um, I'm in a more of approach of how you ask me why I introduce myself like that. Because no matter what, before I fall under any toolage or leadership, I have to understand what I'm following. Mm-hmm. So at that point, those lies and those barriers that I it was it was being shattered even in our household when my dad stopped going. Yeah, I remember that. Right, I and, remember that. And then um, I was like, man, I was mad at him because I was still stuck into not understanding why. Um, so yeah, so you just met at that at that stage. I still knew it, but once you still stop coming or doing it this way, and especially with you know if it was clicking over here like it's clicking now. And the fruits of your labor are being, then I don't have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. But I was still damaged for some other things, and I was mad as hell. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good point, too. So so what does equally yoked mean to 43-year-old Buck? Right. So let's say that I'm um, in areas of that keeps us together. Like, I'm saying be equally yoked in the things that are recovering, compassionate. Do we have the same type of heart and the same type of spirit to remove... All of the things that are attached to me now in the physical, you know, to hear what happened for us to see some resolve to move forward. So give me an example of that. Because that All sounds right. good, All but right. show me. Give me an All example right. of what I, that uh, looks like. Uh, infidelity, you okay. know. Okay. So in you're married moment. to someone. I'm married to someone. And, my, you know what? I knocked her down. You know, <laughs> I did. And you know of her. Um, I didn't bring it to you and tell you all this kind of stuff because, you know, it's just like to me. Uh, you know, I was raised like that. It's cool. You know, my my depiction of marriage, you know what I'm saying, most men always have ABC, you know what I'm saying, on the side. That's just how I grew up, you know, I understand. And, you know, real the music I listened to, A-Ball and J.G. growing <laughs> up, you know, like, come on, man. Like, you know, but still, in this, I have to come because now as I'm evolving through life, I have to figure out what's important to me. My soul and what I really feel on the inside, like what I felt when I was little. When my mom, you know, was breaking up fights and fighting, you know, my dad mm-hmm, and the dishes mm-hmm. and shit. Or do I go was popular and was cool, you know, right? So I have to, like, be real with myself and go with my soul. And I always go with my soul and tell because this is going to help me help you because I don't want to sneak and do nothing. So, I want to do it because I say I'm going to do it and I can do it and I believe that it's not causing me to miss a mark. So you know? you're telling me equally yoke means that if you, in your marriage— right. Stepped outside of your marriage. If I stepped out, situational, yeah. You would be the one to go and tell your wife. Well, I was going into the compassion that oh, okay. it takes to oh, understand. Okay. Go ahead. Because equal to yoke is you will understand why I'm coming to 
let cast aside every weight. I'm coming to say, man, I did something against you, against me, and I snuck and done it. This is why I did it because this is it was one of them apples that, oh, I feel like I couldn't have. And I couldn't talk about that. She was an attractive woman. I couldn't talk about that, you know, sometime before we go to bed. We can't just, you know, chop it up and, you know, maybe freestyle or something, right? Whatever it is, I need to have somebody who's equally yoked to understand when I am vulnerable, please receive this in a way that this shit is hard as hell to say this kind of stuff. But as I'm saying it, make sure you understand that this doesn't take away from the dog I am. It just is trying to enhance more of who I'm trying to be. So what does compassion look like on her, from her? I mean, I hear you saying, right. hey, I made this mistake, and I want you to be compassionate enough to respect and hear what I'm saying. Right. So where is that, does that compassion cross over when she says, hey, you've been an asshole. I'm going to have to step away for a minute because I am hurt. Right. You, you damaged right. me in this way. Right. Do you have that same compassion? I feel like anytime, this is where egos bump with men okay. and women. Because yeah. anytime an, uh, a man, which is the provider, the protector, and all this, not to say the women don't provide and protect, okay. we're not going no division. But we have natural things to be at the front, on the front line for what's, what's, what's ours. It's natural things. That, it's testosterone. It's just some of us, is where we'll die for it because that's why we live, right? Mm-hmm. When we get to that point, and it's, man, I am vulnerable. And I know I hurt everything that I'm, in my mind, saying I'm supposed to protect. But I got a chink in my arm. When lack of consideration and understanding and, and, and all that shit in that moment bumps, that hurts us more. I'm not saying that these feelings are not valid. I'm not saying that this shouldn't be understood. But I would say to show a level of compassion for us just to see ourselves, see how we truly hurt you, and you just need a moment, however long it takes for you to process, but also respect us that we are individual men doing the best we can. So That shit don't come across as, like, welcoming at times. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm just listening. You know, I always very 100 with you. But it sounds yeah. very selfish because I don't feel like your compassion is going both ways in the way that where is the compassion for her to be able to voice that, hey, I'm not happy with what happened. Absolutely. I, I, you know, yeah, thank you for, I guess, thank you for coming right. and being honest. Right. But where was that honesty before? You say, hey, we're not, we're going to bed and we're not having com- conversation anymore. And that's something that I desired. Right. Or, hey, yeah, I did find this woman attractive. Right. Where was the conversation and you being open to come and talk to me prior before you did make right. the mistake in, in right. sleep with someone At else? At some point, my my desires just, that's it. My desires I, outweigh my commitment. And yeah. when my desires outweigh my commitment, it's a chink in the process somewhere. It's, it's a decision I made because... I cannot, before I be reactive, why can't I be proactive with having this conversation with you? And, and now, even after I don't care who you are, before you do it, please be proactive with this. But even if you um, do it and you have to be reactive and apologize, still go with the, with, the, um, with the free spirit and repentance to turn away from hoping that this person can help you move forward to be a better person. So, but you are giving her the room and the space. And the compassion. Only thing I was just trying to, yes, ma'am, is my job to, I know I messed up. Yeah. So I don't know how she wants to respond. All I'm saying is an attack in that moment when a man is being that real to free his soul from him, I'm just saying it's not what you say, it's kind of how you say it. Uh, You know, it just is. 
And especially if you. you have a father, if you were never raised without a father who he didn't tell you the middle, middle part, you know, and then especially if you was raised culture, like, you know, my brother, you know, and, and this is not even a conversation. So it's a lot of things with these, what I consider myself as a hybrid, right? <laughs> like to try to receive all this feelings and shit that a woman may have because that's <laughs> in me. And then also stand on more than good business over here under God. How does that all mesh? And here we are raw, but I'm saying that initial, I'm vulnerable, I'm hurt, and I feel so like, you know. You want us to, so what you're saying is let her, you let you have your moment of doing that before it's a responsive attack. That moment is a very pivotal moment anytime anybody, say she came to me. Let's flip it, you know. Yeah, let's say she Let's came. say she came to me. So your, your first reaction is to be, to operate out of compassion. I finish and then I start. But you just got, you got there. How long did it you, take this you? This is what, yeah. yes. So yes, I'm saying now, I'm yes. I'm still growing. <laughs> because even while, I st- yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Because I'm telling you, I'm coming across the table. That's why I said the conception of love must exceed our belief. Yeah. You're right. Because You're even right. you, when you married um, good man D, your conception of y'all at the finish line with y'all beautiful kids, you know, doing whatever y'all doing, end goal attached, being happy, being present, you know, laughing and joking. Y'all end goals have to, um, exceed the belief because now the belief is just a journey. You're right. The conception is here. So now y'all just said this, so this to death t- to y'all. So now we're just working it back. Now when we're working it back, this speed bump of me being a hornball is not a wall and it's something on the other side of that. It's like, nah, the conception is the end. And I'm married under uh, whatever age, if, if I get remarried now, I'm still going to be a very seasoned you know, person with experiences. And so is she. That's so dying to all that bullshit that don't matter, it has to be a finish line working backwards. You know what? That that's that's growth. Yeah. That took some life to get yeah. you to where you are. Yeah. Well, let me just say I'm not there. Right. And so let me talk to this camera right here. <laughs> I'm coming across the table. And I want to say, why are you not right there? Oh, I just I am not right there because I said my emotions were good, and I've I've been good emotionally. Right. But as a woman, right. to hear that, I don't think I, I can operate in compassion for you at the time. Absolutely. So this is Uh-oh. this is one thing that... No, no, no. This, this is, is our great. conversation. This is yeah. Bucks and our normal conversation. So in this, once again, we still submitting to our concept of love that before I married you and before we say yes, soul ties, we're going to finish this thing together. So along my journey, it's going to be ebbs and flows, EQ highs and lows. And I'm saying that I want my same person before we make this thing that's so magnified by others, but it's ne- ne- necessarily not magnified within. Because within is we're unlearning and detaching from everything that is causing us to be in any type of fear operating with one another. That's what we're doing in marriage. So in this, I still have, if I make a mistake as a man and my woman still has um, something attached to what she can't do in this thing that this faith is the substance of the thing hoped for yet not seen. So we haven't, we got to see it, not to see it, to, to, to live it, right? See this thing first. Okay, now let's do it. Now we don't see it, but it's still there because we're walking it down. But that I can't and I want, man, that's a, that's a fear mechanism. So now I'm more reactive with my, instead of proactive because I can't just say, damn, man, is she, she, she won't. She's going to have to try to unlearn some shit like I'm trying to unlearn. Like, that's what I'm saying, mama, because you're a true emotional being. We're logical. We compartmentalize that for real. 
Y'all have to understand yeah. it. Okay, you yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. So you're saying men can compartmentalize yep. having sex with a woman, but can you compartmentalize that when your wife has sex with another man and then come right. home and say, "Babe, you know what? You know he was working out. Right. He was in a gym. Right. And it just happened. It right. was nothing. Right. It was nothing. It's not under your true. It's not under How a true they, woman's. Yes, ma'am. Let's do waffles and spaghetti. Let's go. Let's Men go. are waffles, little compartments. Women are spaghetti. You guys can have a whole baby. That's we can plant do. the seed in you, but we can't create that baby. So in that creative process, a woman has an off week once a month, you know, a cycle mm -hmm. to restore herself. We wake up every day long as we can, how we can, ready for war. You know, we own every day. Th this is this is. I think that's a narrative that has just been given, and okay. men try to live up to it because right. I am a firm believer that men are emotional. Right. They have the same emotions. Right. They are just not allowed. They don't have the privilege of showing those emotions. Right. Or dealing with those emotions. Right. As a woman. Right. Women have the freedom to express those emotions. Right. So it's not that the emotions are there, that you're a waffle and somebody else is a spaghetti. Right. It's how you deal with those emotions. The waffle and spaghetti is its true configuration. Okay. I'm 100% agree with you. Okay. But we're still in the conversation of initially me being able to feel safe to tell my woman that I wake up every day like this, even when you're off. And I don't understand why, because now what I decided to finish line with I'm missing the mark because I'm doing detours to, you know, go outside of this real bond that I said we have. That's all I'm saying. But I'm saying don't ask me to remember the finish line when you weren't thinking about the finish line when you nah, was over well, there. What great. I'm, I'm glad you said it. So doing what you was doing. Let nah, me let me put the finish line on for hold sure, and pause. For sure. And so even, like even in love, if we think love like adjectives of love or the process of love is a kind of tick for tack. Type thing. I'm not saying you're saying <laughs> yeah, that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Get my lick back type thing. Mm -hmm. You'll always be getting your licks. You're right. I and agree. So my, my point is, let's say the the belief of Christianity, because that's the majority of the people, uh, what America. we believe here. Right. Uh -huh. So even in Christianity. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Yeshua, Jesus said himself. Right. Before he left talking to his 12, his inner mm -hmm. circles. Right. You know, he gave them seven woes. Hey, don't do all this kind of stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Don't lead these people in the wrong directions. Don't be out here trying to say you this and you're not. You're not built like that. Chill, right? Yeah. That's when, you know, of course, um, Judas betrayed him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's necessary. And then, you know, Peter said, man, I never do that. He said, yes, Denied you will. Him. How many right? times? Yes. Three, right? Yeah. So even another saying is this is the connection in the flesh of what most Christians say they believe in, right? Even it's before he died. He said that betrayal was evident for what he believed in love, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you're going to deny me three times, but that was that had to happen for what I believe in love. And then he says, well, I'm going to tell all of y'all before I go, the greatest among us will serve, right? So serving somebody and whoever it is, let's take the whatever it is. Let's take uh, you went to go sneak and got, get a cookie and we said we we're going to die together. Mm -hmm. I don't care the magnitude <laughs> of it that's going to piss somebody <laughs> off. Whatever it is, yeah. let's say, how can I? serve my spouse or my mate in a way where they can look in the mirror and see them. Don't blame me that you went over there and got some ads because of A, B, and C, and D mm -hmm. or good woman. Don't blame me because he was sweating in the gym. You got to look at you. Now, freedom is checking yourself and saying, why would you, what broke down in your process to be able to talk about or what led to that? And I'm 100% going to agree with you up until that point. Okay. 
That that's beautiful. Checking right. yourself. Right. But what I'm saying is this. It is just because you have examined yourself and you forgiven Correct. yourself and you're doing the steps that you need to do. Correct. The person across the table, yeah, you ex- you know, you exchange vows. Right. But you cannot put that same you cannot expect them not to have an emotional reaction right. and to think that's ideal for them to be compassionate, but you have right. to give compassion and say, you know what? I messed up. I've had time to sit with this. For I've sure. had time to think about this. For sure. This is the first time this person across from me is hearing this. Right. So their natural response and reaction might not be to be like, you know, babe, I appreciate you coming to me. Right. Being vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to tell me that you messed up. Mm-hmm. That might not be the route that initially right. that they take. Perfect. I'm just saying that. That's- so, yeah, and I'm saying this, like, you're saying 43 or 25. I'm saying now. So now, today. yeah. So now, if we decide before I say yeah, initially we're gonna have to agree that it's relative truth on your side, relative truth on my side. But the absolute truth is, being able to submit to that other person's um, truth in that moment to give them avenues of healthy ways to heal from whatever they're going through is evident. Because, once again, now let's go back to what you asked me earlier. I'm attaching this to an eight or nine-year-old in a household with an addict, mm. okay? So now when we set these parameters of the unknown, saying what we want and love, that shit going to bang you up. Yeah. So before this happens, this is what my love is attached to. I've seen somebody be loyal to the fault where we you almost hurt That's yourself. Right. You That's almost right. whatever. Yet, if it's a space to if hope going to turn green, right? <laughs> and I need to keep him not so I need to keep him brown as his wife, right? Then what can I say the most effective way a woman's energy feminine is the ocean. Let's talk about it. No, well let's stay it's the ocean. Yeah. No army, no man, nothing can go against the ocean. So, if I'm standing on a rock saying I'm finna Moses leading the people across the Red Sea, but the ocean saying nah, uh-uh. until I call upon big God, a woman's love is the closest uh, love that we have to big God here on earth. So, my personal studies and stuff. So, I'm saying I need to attach the big God in a way, and I'm standing, I got my whole army behind me, and my, my, my woman or the ocean tells me, nah, stand your stupid ass there, I told you. Or does this open the sea, let us get through, then on the other side, sit me down and let me know, man, you got to speak to the rock, not straight the rock. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a process of love that's, that's right. not being, y'all want, and we all want, everybody. I don't want to say y'all because I hate that. You know that. And um, we want better communication. But until we know what somebody God is, little God, and submit and say, hey, ego is your God. Or control is your God. Attention is your God. But that's not big God. Until we say that, why is attention your God? Tell me what you need from other other women. You know what I'm saying? And I'm speaking from a Kenya B standpoint because you know what you'll say the other one. What you need from <laughs> or, or what you need from other men. Like, yeah. let's address his attention, God. Yeah. What is it? Is it really me or is it you're not happy with yourself because maybe you picked up a little weight? I don't care what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But if we had the conversations in those safe places about that why before we do it and feel safe. It will prevent more reactive situations. And at this age, I'm saying, please go talk about stuff like this. Let's be that's, equal okay, yoke and compassionate, forgiveness, good. understanding, uh, not assuming, not taking things. Be equally yoked you're in that. And let's have last these forever. deeper conversations. You about said what we need to be equally yoked in. You're saying 
lay a good foundation, a solid foundation on those core beliefs. Y'all have those core beliefs, those core principles, those core conversations prior to ever making a one a union. Like, let, let's have these real conversations. Absolutely. Let's, let's have these real conversations. So what I'm hearing you say, whoever, whenever, that compassion, and she has to operate in that feminine energy. Don't have to at first because I have to understand that she hits. I'm just, I'm meeting her. We're building. Yeah. She's a hard hitter. I have to, I have to say, does, is this hard hitter something that's conducive to where I'm at right now? Mm-hmm. And then I have to say that in a way to not take away from her. But maybe I was telling you, um, Dante, I'm finding a different way to use my, it's still power. But how do you use it different? We don't know because we're still self-preserving. What does feminine energy look like to you? Man, a woman's energy can be strong like a tsunami or meek like a, it's, 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 in what situation? I'm sorry. Just, if when you hear feminine energy, what right. does that look like? Do you automatically attach that to a woman? I attach feminine energy to nurturing. Do you feel like a woman or a man can be both ma- have operate in both masculine and feminine feminine energy? Operate in true balance. Yes, you have masculine and feminine. You should. Yes. So when you're, and the reason why these questions are coming up because uh-huh. I seen a post. Okay. It was a post of something that came up um, that I seen your response. Okay. It was about a young lady that was very. I don't know the young lady. It was just a clip. She was very right. aggressive. She was very assertive. Right. It appears that she was operating with right. a lot of masculine energy. Correct. Now, when you're talking about being in a relationship and building with a woman, right? How does a woman that's in the world mm-hmm. having to operate in that masculine energy right. then comes home? You want her to automatically turn it off, right? Is, is that what you're saying? It's not a no. I mean, right. I, I think that's what you're trying to get to understand. I'm not saying that at all. Okay, I'm saying that. We must balance ourselves. So if a woman is 70% logic and 30% emotional, okay, because her granddad, or I don't care because she played sports her whole life, because her dad was like this, raised her to be just this successful 70-30, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 70-30 over here all day, every day, and I'm betting on me, woman. Okay, great. Come over to a man. Say he's 70-30, you know, how he was built. Uh, being logically and stuff. So his individual, because of no dad, dad, because of uncle, whatever, I'm 70, 30, and I'm standing on business. It's my job to maintain myself whatever I am. I'm not, I don't have to change the 70, 30. She don't have to change it, but how do we harmonize? That's good. See, it's That's like, good. yeah, so I'm this, and you're this for sure. But where does the harmony and unity form? form? What does it look like in this our This is house? where the submission yeah. comes. Yeah. Now, I know I'm 70, 30, and I know when when things ain't cooking up, we ain't doing what we're supposed to be doing around here. We late because Kenya hate. Uh, she's a big on punctuality. Whatever it is, right? And uh, say over here, uh, good man D, he over here doing his thing, right? And he wants peace when he gets home. Whatever it is, we are. But how do we submit and harmonize? That's we don't have to change self, but that's where the submission coming in, is harmonizing with true self as you continue to evolve. As a parent, right? What is the conversations, or what are you doing? With you have a son and a daughter. Correct. What are you doing to show them how to operate in both their masculine and feminine energy? Right. So I'm definitely like one thing, let, let's say punishment, whoopings, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I can't even remember the last time I even whooped either one of them, right? And I know <laughs> Shiloh got, Brooklyn probably got one and two. Shiloh got a lot, you know? 
And um, he did, yeah, right? Because yeah. this is, and so once I remove like that out, because I'm attacking the fear mm-hmm. to help them understand this. So no, Shallow is his mama's baby. You know, he always will be his mom. I'm my mama baby. Mm-hmm. But remember, it took me a whole bunch of years to see how my mom was breaking up fights with my dad, fighting, uh, blah, 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 because he finding his own way. No respect to person, that's their one made us. So that's why we so dope, right? You know, no pun intended. But anyway, <laughs> so check it out. Like, I took a, a lot of my mom's compassion, and I didn't even try to understand my dad's logic behind what he was doing because my mom was always getting hurt, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then my dad had an anger problem so 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 tough, it was just that. Now, over here, I'm trying to tell Shiloh, yes, you are going to feel like this. Yes, you are. But now the principles of the majority of why my pops used to stand on some business, I would say he's a he's a strong, you know, he's a solid B, you know. And I take that because in this world today where it's everybody, you know, you know, eat or starve, he stood for what he had to do to get home to us, right? And so, Shiloh, these emotions are true. You feel all of this. Now, any fear of this being hurt, learn how to protect yourself, son. It's cool, you know, like. It's the warrior that refrains, right? Brooklyn over here, baby. Now nah, cry, flip, because Brooklyn is a tough one. Yeah. So, no, sweetheart, you're, you are going to like boys. You're going to have to talk to me about boys. You're going to have to do all this kind of stuff, but come tell me, you know? So I, I create an environment where we don't do the fear. We do authentically you. Shallow, if you want to mm-hmm. dance, if you want to sing, I will beat you in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we compete in the areas of which they're, they're cool. So what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is mm-hmm. that you allow a safe place for them to be authentically themselves and to feel whatever they need to feel, whether that's in their masculine energy or their feminine energy. You allow and you you support them in that feeling and you show them how to operate within it. And, yes, and I had to, this is very important in co-parenting, and I had to unlearn and detach from things that I wouldn't normally detach from and unlearn because I was in a household with them Mm. every day, you know? That's the part that scared me most, not being able to see my kids every day to have this demonstration of discipline. If I don't say anything, you know what dad on, you know? So you have to, yes, give them that space and even more unlearning when it's a different household. I'm glad you brought that up. I think a lot of times people in general, Uh when they're talking about divorce and raising kids, they always talk about it from the woman's perspective. Right. They never hear a man say that, hey, there's a fear of me not being present and in the house with my kids every day. Right. And how that will impact them. So I appreciate you for saying that because, hey, you don't know who that's going to bless. You're giving a perspective that people don't always see. Right. Do you right. have anything else you want to add on that? Um, Kids, like in this, you know, remember, they, they didn't ask to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and... The one who fully doesn't take, if it's, if it's division, the one who doesn't take someone's personal journey, you know, that they once believed or thought this person was, you have to let that all go. You know, you're no longer attached to that person being attached to you. So my beliefs and whatever is kind of, it's not zero, it's we're here, but it's like, man, we're not together, so it didn't work. I'm not with you every day, just like, like so I don't know what you got going on. So now as I position myself as a protector over me and them, the only thing that I can do as well is still have a great line of vibrational feeling about their mom 
to make sure I still have protective energy over her as well, no matter what she got going on. Mm-hmm. So that's how in unlearning, especially when it's a divorce and it's unlearning some of the things that I think hurt will not hurt worse than them not growing up and getting their divine purpose mom and mm-hmm. vice versa for a man. Mm-hmm. Women, if you're doing this, like if you're deterring a man from his personal path to understand, we're doing the kids, you know, a disinjustice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's what I would say. Just really, really, that's why I said environment is big. I want them going over there and carry some of these behaviors as their logical father is teaching them over there well, whatever they got going on, because, you know, me being me, whoever, you know, she choose to be with, you know what I'm saying? It ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, punks keep dialing. And yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And, uh, but, but just with all due respect, you know, sis, is um, I want to say this about not losing yourself mm. um, in this process of sharing a space with anyone, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, man's biggest fear, and it's not, gender specific, this man or woman, our biggest fear is the unknown, okay? If we can upfront and build it in the areas of what you were saying, becoming one, sharing space, sharing life, if we can work on everything that keeps us together, you know, forgiveness, what repentance look like, what compassion, you know, all these things, you giving me some more uh, understanding, uh, diving more into ones, you know, like you asked me, how was I brought up? What's my relationship with my father? My, like, if we can be equally yoked in all these things that are going to come, that's going to sting initially, they're going to hurt, mm-hmm. you know? And that forgiving and understanding process to let somebody just see them, it's no bigger pain than you have to tell somebody that you love that you hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no bigger, like, disappointment for a true leader to tell somebody inside you know, when we're one with ourselves and our divine, you know, masculinity that, hey, queen, man, I, you know, chink in my armor, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And vice versa to a woman, yeah. you know? So my point is we all have masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Divinely configuration of a woman can right side, left side of the brain, whatever you do, y'all can create and do things that we just cannot do. Over here, because it takes so much beautiful, unique, um, uh, specific soul emotions to create that. It's only one you're in that powerful. Now, over here, logically, we move, we were built to move rocks. We were built to get our commandments from big God, dot our I's, cross our T's, and let's get there. Now, hell yeah, man, society tells us that we're not supposed to feel nothing because we're supposed to just get her done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Over here. Uh, society tells women that nah, you're not supposed, you're just supposed to just do whatever I say, do. This is the bullshit society we live in. And so now we look up and we look at the households, we look at the results. And is that successful? Is it a successful statistic that this works what society does, right? So no. So why not just do the opposite? Why not law of attraction? You no, know, nah, law of subtraction. What can you subtract in your belief to think that whatever society is telling you and these are the results that they're getting, this is working, okay? So um, uh, let's see, uh, law of whatever, right? Law of um, divine oneness, right? Yeah. If a divine oneness means you and I together, that you and I both still equals one love, then why would I be over here telling me what I can and what I'm not going to do in the unknown space that we have to go through to get what we know to be true, the finish line? Mm. 
That's good stuff. And you know, I can't argue with that. That's that's good. Yeah. That, that that's that's good. And I think it takes a certain level of growth. I think it takes a certain level of self reflection. Right. And it's it takes keeping the end goal in mind, knowing right. that, hey, there will be obstacles, but the goal is the goal is the goal. Right. So something I like to do with all my guests before I let you go. Yes, ma'am. I ask for a queendom jewel. Okay. Now, a queendom jewel can be a motto. It could be a quote. It could be something that you live by on your day-to-day. It's something that somebody can add to their crown to apply okay. and give. So what word of wisdom or what queendom jewel would you like to share with the listeners? All right. Um, love is not bondage. Mm. And this is what I would, you know, stand on about our conversations, our exchange. And before I give this jewel, can I say something to your audience and your people, your, your family, your husband? Man, thank you so much for being who you are in real life. And greater is your reward because you think so, you know, mm. and you keep on stroking it. And I want to also say is everything that I'm saying here today, how do I... I don't speak on this belief. I demonstrate this. That's How right. do I demonstrate that's this? Right. Okay. That's right. that's I demonstrate right. this, that if I know of someone that's in a marriage, it's disgusting to cross those lines and engage my beliefs because I am going to obscure it. I am going to provoke thought. If I know somebody right now saying they are exclusively dating, don't talk to me. You know what I'm saying? In that facet. Let's keep, I don't pervert any exchange in love. Right. And I'm king on let's all have the same conversations with everybody in the room so everybody can see the position of respect I put myself in. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say all that is standing on because I'm single and then I'm over here. Then it's still this jealous thing, right? But it's really a protector thing. These kings are just protecting what they committed to. It's investment, right? Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. So once we shift from the jealousy to the character of, man, if a man looks you in your face and you can feel it in your soul that he's moving like that, man, stand on that business and then go unlearn some other stuff with your queen, right? And I'm saying that because, like, just because you indeed cool, man, it's a lot of hate out here for just what I'm just trying to enlighten that your emotions are important, my dog. Like, you do feel. Now, what you do with those feelings, logic, man, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, so I want to say that, like, I protect my beliefs and I don't pervert nobody's exchange in the quest of understanding love. That's you don't true. have to. That's true. You are who you say you are. Everything that you said, you stand on that. Yes, ma'am. You are a true person. I think a lot of times that jealousy may come from or people are looking from a different lens because right. they haven't been around authentic people. They haven't been around people. They, they're not surrounding themselves with people that do that self-reflection. This is what the world say. The world said, hey, he talked to my wife or, hey, he he complimented my wife or, hey, he held the door open for my wife. You're doing it from a standpoint of, hey, I'm in her presence. A woman is coming. Let me grab the door. Nothing else. Yeah. But the world said, hey, you know, the world's not demonstrating that anymore. Right. So I do appreciate you being who you are. I appreciate everything that you say that you stand on. You just don't talk about it. You are truly living that. Outside of just the conversation. So thank you for that. So what's your queendom jewel? Thank you for that. So, you know, love is not bondage, right? What does that mean to you? Right. Freedom and love. And this is freedom. And I want, um, I think Paul said it, but he said, though I can go anywhere, be anything I want to be, do what I want to do, I'm only a slave to love. Mm. This slave to love, what brings you freedom is when you be a bond servant and a slave to the principles of love. Love is patient, it's kind, 
long suffering. You know, it's not jealous. It's not envious. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm saying if our goal is freedom and love, everything here, how can we say what we cannot or what we're not going to do if these are the only fruits hmm. that feed this thing towards our freedom? So love is not bondage. Be with somebody, friends, family, especially marriages that understands there's freedom to be yourself in the parameters of which y'all communicate that is uh, helping y'all grow in love. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Tell the people what you have going on. How can they support you? How can they follow you? Right. Thank you. So please um, keep it a buck. Um, it's at underscore keep it a buck, one word on IG. Please go over to my YouTube as well. You know, I, I do uh, what I call spoken soul. Mm. Um, and they're just many sermons, Kenya. Like, they're thought-provoking pieces of why, you know, you know, want to gain the attention for what it may sound like. But please listen to what I'm saying. And may you be blessed. Um, that's uh, Keep It A Buck 100 on YouTube. And my uh, workout page and everyday living is at Zillovation. And I have a Heal, Chill, and Build coming yeah. up. I did it uh, for my first, but Heal, Chill, and Build Volume 2. Uh, welcome to our world. We're going to get to um, show a lot of people how we love in our section as brothers all the dope creativity we have and support a lot of people. So we okay. got that coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else you're working on? Anything else you want the people to support? Um, I'm, I'm transitioning right now okay. into, uh, you know, I'm a light coach. Okay. There you go. That's L-I-G-H-T. You so, up. yes, I'm a L-I-G-H-T light coach. And I activate, I... This is so... Thank you for doing this. And she knows why she's doing this, but uh, I specialize in activating... Uh, the light within any place of you physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And uh, we create safe places. It's kind of, it's not kind, it's very stealth because this is something that um, is very personal. Mm -hmm. And what God blessed me with um, at a young age to protect love, uh, confidentiality, and true demonstration of the respect that I'm speaking out of my mouth uh, has to be evident for me uh, to fulfill my mission. So, Yes, if you uh maybe you you're buffed and you don't need you can teach me some uh, workout ways. Let's talk about mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I want to say this. Yep. Without giving too much information, I know somebody that has, or that is actively a part of your light coaching. Um, they're a member of it. Yes, they're ma'am. a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I see the transformation. It's physical. It's mental. And it's spiritual. Absolutely. So I want to look to this camera and say, if you're looking to transform in any of those areas, maybe you think you have it together in two of those three. My brother is awesome at helping you get it together on all levels. Yes. It is a true blessing to see how you have worked God. Yeah. in this person's life sure. and what you're doing. Man. Keep on. I want yes, it to ma'am. be intentional with making sure you let the people know that. Thank you. Thank so again, how can they follow you? Just in case please, they miss. Please, please, thank you so much for that. And this is this is what she does, man. Thank you. That's a real for us to push mm. their friends. So uh, at keep it a buck uh, underscore keep it a buck on IG. Um, please, please, you know, inbox me. And also, I will say this because of the environment. I have a make it. A, I have a make it last forever package, where you know I train you know married couples for the price of one. Okay. And I serve in any area of principle without communicating any intricate details about what's going on. Is it communication? Is it a, a, a lack of commitment? If it, is it a, a, a discipline? Whatever it is, we take the principle because y'all keep what y'all need to keep between y'all mm-hmm. and it's no respect to person. It's always a principle. And I share how y'all can do it together because some people use these outlets to escape dealing with what they need to deal mm-hmm. with at home. 
and that's causing more division. So I, I, I'm serving too for the, because y'all won anyway. That's right. Yeah. So that's thank right. you for letting me say that. I love sure. it. I yeah. love it. I want to thank you for being yeah. a guest. Thank you for kicking off season two. Thank Excited. you for being my brother. Thank yes, you for ma'am. being just a solid king in the community and living that. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode. I want to remind you all to go and follow us on all platforms where you listen to your podcast. And guess what? We're on YouTube at Queendom Talks. Let's go. Um, come, come check us out. Um, I love you all, and let's see you what too, happens sis. next week. Talk hey, to you soon. Thank you. Season two. Let's go. This week's episode of Queendom Talks has been brought to you by the Rose Group Real Estate Team at KW Lone Star. The Rose Group specializes in first-time home buyers, families that's looking to downsize or move up. So if you're in the market to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, please give us a call, and we'll be happy to assist you. Our number is 817-523-9644.